On today's show, we've got some bold predictions for 2024, all things AI and marketing. We're going to talk about who are going to be the AI winners and losers next year. We're going to talk about what impact Apple Vision Pro is going to have. We're going to talk about our M&A deals going to grind to a screeching halt. That, some funny Kieran stories, and a lot of jokes, all in today's episode of Marketing Against the Grain. There is no secret formula for scaling customer support and boosting customer satisfaction. But there is the all-new HubSpot Service Hub, bringing service and support together in one platform so you can deliver the best experiences possible and free up a rep's time with AI-powered help desk, all so you can keep customers happy. Secrets out. Service Hub is a game changer. Visit HubSpot.com service to learn more. All right, Kieran, it's 2023. I think this is your last official meeting slash call of 2023, and you're giving it to the Marketing Against the Grain fam. Thank you for doing a little prediction show today. We're going to have some fun. Oh, we cannot leave the crew without trying to come up with some wacky predictions for all things AI. And the most unpredictable thing in the world, we're going to be able to get some things right. Yeah, I was, I was reflecting today like 2023 was a weird year, man. Like, it was just so weird. It was a year. I was like, oh, (laughs) we actually need to do a prediction show because I don't even know how to do a retrospective show because, like, I don't even know what the hell happened this year. I don't know what happened in my life. (laughs) It was like, it was a blur. (laughs) And we can't even have, like, I started, I was like, oh, maybe we'll open it up just talking about, like, the weirdest thing that happened in 2023. No, we can't because that's obvious. It's Sam Altman getting fired. Nothing comes close to being weirder than that. Uh, Let's see. It probably is that story. Like that is one of the That's most one of the most ludicrous things that I've that ever is like thought happened. One of the best. The writers just crushed totally. it. Right, they got the opener right. They got all the episodes that followed right. They got the close right. Like if you were you were writing a six part episode for HBO and that is your series, I think they just nailed it. That probably is like the standout story, given that it just ends up that. Sam is back at OpenAI. But yeah, there has been a lot of weird things that have happened in 2023. In general, like in the world. And AI is probably All right, so YouTube and podcast fam, we are going to take you through some predictions. But before we do predictions, Kieran, I think we should do a little rapid fire. What was your favorite TV show, movie, and place you went to in 2023? I think we should both do those. So we'll go back and forth. Let's start with TV show. What was your favorite TV show of 2023? Uh, I have to go for a Squid Game challenge. Oh, I know that it's like a, Game Oh my god, That's such love... recency bias, my friend. Uh, it's so. First of all, what you brought up, recency bias. I can't <laughs> remember anything. This is my problem. Like, I'm says this to me all the time. Is like, oh, do you remember this thing that happened last weekend? And you're I like, can't no, remember. I don't. Like, I can't remember anything I did last weekend. I think my brain's got to the point where one of the things I did this because year, you've overcommitted like, yourself this year. I have overcommitted myself. I friggin' overcommitted myself. I said yes to a bunch of things. I am a person that when I see an opportunity, I like, I have to do that thing because I might not ever get that thing again, which is total bullshit totally. to look at things. So I oversubscribe. So I think to cope with the oversubscription, my brain will only keep 24 hours of data. <laughs> <laughs> your large <laughs> language model keeps shrinking in your head. <laughs> yeah, I am literally what happens to chat GBT. Over time, the more exposure to things I get, the dumber I get. <laughs> Just like this 24-hour ability to keep uh, my, my model fine-tuned to try to keep my head above water. 
And so I do have a lot of recency bias. I have noticed that like everything people ask me is like the thing I did <laughs> in the last week. So, so Squid Game Challenge, an incredible look into human psychology. Like the way that humans form groups and then turn on each other is like, that is what we do. I, unlike you, can remember further than 24 hours. So my favorite television show of 2023 was The Bear season two. Oh, I should have said The Bear. I think it is one of the best seasons of television it's ever been made. The best scene of that show is Richie. The dinner. Driving in his car, jumping over while Taylor Swift's playing Love Story after he's like come out of the restaurant <laughs> in episode Sorry. seven that's called Forks. It's so good. It's my favorite show oh, of it's so good. 2023. Yeah, I think that's a good pick. The um, scene they have for Thanksgiving is one of the greatest scenes that has ever been televised. Oh, the, the Fishes episode is wild. Yeah. Wild. It's uh, just if you so haven't good. watched it, go check out the bear. Okay, favorite movie of 2023, Kieran. Okay. And I watch movies. This is my go-to thing. I can't think of a single movie. Uh, okay, Oppenheimer. I actually do think that was Oh, Oppenheimer. I didn't see it. I didn't see it. Okay. Yeah. So Oppenheimer is your favorite it's movie. Good. Why? It's like Piggy Blinders, but they have nuclear weapons. <laughs> okay, great. Perfect one-sentence <laughs> synopsis. Perfect one-sentence <laughs> synopsis. You know what? I've watched a lot of movies in 2023 because I was on planes more than I have been in the last couple of years and I like a good plane movie. Oh, yeah. You know, like, I mean, who, who doesn't like a good plane movie? I think my favorite movie was the Mission Impossible this summer. Like, oh, that's a good call. It's yes. a really good movie. It's like just peak Tom Cruise. The one that dictated doing his own Biden's stance. AI strategy. The AI plot feels like real close to home. That was probably my most enjoyable Tom movie Cruise watching experience of the year. Now, I have to kind of point something out here. You are doing movie watching on planes all wrong. So you can never watch a great movie on a plane. You always have to watch the movies you would never watch on a plane. I do those like You too. don't ruin the good movie on the small screen. Should I tell my story yes. about- Yes, I don't even know what it is, but yes, of course you should. <laughs> you know the story because it actually happened when oh, yes. we were there. So I do not like flying, but I fly a lot. So what have I done to overcome this? Well, I have like gone to a boot camp, 24 hour boot camp. I have been hypnotized because Brian Halligan told me I met and we were jamming on this in the uh, lounge one time trying to get a flight. And I noticed he was like looking pretty relaxed and he uh, recommended hypnosis. So I've done that. I've done like all forms of things to get over flying. And so one of the last boot camps I went to actually said, one of the things you should not do is take Valium and drink <laughs> wine to fly. And I was like, oh, why? I've been why doing do this take... all wrong. No, this is before I actually okay. ever discovered you could have a glass of wine and take Valium. <laughs> That's where I discovered it in the boot camp. Oh, but they're telling you what not to teaching do. Teaching you. <laughs> yeah, I, I... That's where I discovered it. I was like, why do people do that? Why are they telling me not to do that? And I'll do that. So anyway, I actually started... I feel like this, this is actually like two glasses of wine, some Valium. And so I don't know if you remember, but I was flying over to HubSpot. And that week we were doing an offsite and we had a, a quiz and I got prescribed stronger Valium. <laughs> I think it was triple the dose, but hadn't realized that. So I took my normal dose, drank wine. And I was watching this movie, <laughs> this terrible movie, uh, which was like, um, what's the ones with the rope? Oh, the transformer, a transformer movie, movies. right? So I watched this movie, the, the flight from Dublin to Boston. I actually love that flight. It's one of the few yeah, flights I bad. really love. I think I just got used to it. It was like seven hours over, right? So two and a half movies, right? And so I watched this thing. I get like all the way to the end. I'm like, what even <laughs> happened there? <laughs> so I rewinded it and, and I watched the whole thing again. I was like, wait a minute. Like my brain is like just so in a Valium and wine, like whatever. I was like, 
Oh man, I got to this end of it a second time and I was half dozed and I'm like, I don't know anything happened. So I started again and rewatched half of it. So I watched this film two and a half times. So what happens? I go to this quiz and I'm in a group with some hubspotters and there's a couple of new hubspotters that I had not met before. And what comes up? But a movie question about this Transformer movie. And I blurt out, my God, I watched this thing <laughs> three times. <laughs> On the way over. Now, first of all, they were pretty like, like curious. You watch this three times, bro. And they were like, oh, great. You can answer this question. And what happens? You got it wrong, I don't if I remember correctly. I have any idea. I couldn't remember <laughs> what happened in the movie. And I had no idea how to answer it. And I had no idea how to explain this thing to people. Why I had taken too much Valium and could not remember anything. So uh, you have to be careful with your Valium prescription when you're flying. Uh, speaking of flying, before we get into our predictions, favorite place you went to in 2023? I went to my favorite place that I love to go hang out and chill is Mallorca, Pama in Mallorca. Mallorca, which is right off the coast of Spain. That's pretty good. Oh, I went to a lot of great places in 2023. You went to an incredible place in Italy. Yeah, I think Italy's the winner. I went to the Amalfi Coast in Italy for the first time. Just hung out in the pool, got into the sea. Don't call it an ocean. They'll yell at you if you call it an ocean. It's a sea. (laughs) It's not an ocean. Uh, And had a great time. Had some wine. Had a bunch of pizza. It was fantastic. Ah. Wine, pizza, you were overlooking the cliffs. That's life. Yeah, it's perfect happiness. That's some good life. Let's talk about our predictions where AI can take over our lives so that we can spend more time drinking wine and looking at cliffs. Oh, yeah. All right, okay. You want to open up the prediction show. Go. My first prediction is, so we start our prediction show with like an optimistic view. What we're looking at here is a fun video for the people in the RSS. If you're not watching on YouTube, We are starting with a a fun video that you need to really go to YouTube to see in its full glory, but it's of political leaders with some pretty tight shorts doing some like cool dancing. It's pretty funny. Okay, so your prediction for for first prediction for next year is that AI will not destroy the world. It will will instead be lols. We'll use it for stupid shit just like we have done technology up to this point. It won't destroy the world. Instead, it will just be a bunch of lols. (laughs) Okay, all right. Memes and lols brought to you by AI. Okay. Memes and lols. That's fantastic. You know, I want to build off of a prediction from our good friend Dharmesh Shah, one of HubSpot's co-founders. Uh, we did an awesome blog article on HubSpot around predictions and insights around AI in 2024. Darmesh was in there. Friend of the pod, Matt Wolf, was in there. And Darmesh had a quote that marketers need to recognize how far AI has come and how fast it will be moving mm. before deciding that AI cannot help with a given task. Try it. It's possible. What couldn't be done a few months ago can be done now. And so I think that is my big prediction is piggybacking off that, that I would say half of the stuff we thought we couldn't do this year, we'll be able to do next year. Right. AI is moving fast is really the tagline here. Prime example of this is like localization, making a video and doing it in seven different languages or writing an article and having it instantly translated by AI across 30 different languages, what have you. That's not quite there today. I think six to nine months from now, it's going to be really good. Right. Right. And so I think this prediction is you're going to have to keep revisiting your use cases every 90 days because it's moving so fast that every 90 days, it could now be possible to go and do it again. Yeah. That's a great approach from Darmesh. That's the way I think through AI, which is you have to relook at every problem through the lens of this potentially could be possible now with AI and like recalibrate whether it's doable or not. I think that it's going to get better in a bunch of different places. Like one of the places that I am curious about, like one of the predictions we can make is the average marketer will be able to ship some form of video next year. There will be a tool that will allow a marketer like to ship a production ready video. Correct. 
So I got access to Pika, right? This is the video tool I'm subscribed to every single early list of every single video tool. Oh, and by the way, if you want us to do a separate video on Pika, hit us in the comments because we've been talking about it. Drop a comment on YouTube if you think we should do a standalone Pika video. Yeah, so you might not be able to do one on this right now. This, my prediction is I think video will get much better next year. And I think the average marketer will be able to ship something through these video tools. But I did play around with this and boy, it's got a long way to go. I just did a bunch of weird prompts, but they all ended up with like things disappeared into a pizza. <laughs> this is really weird. It's so really weird, weird. Dude. Why are there so many the, things disappearing? Like, what did you type in? To I have, have, I, wow, I, you have a dog disappearing into a pizza. I have 3D style Pixar animation depicting a dog chasing the pizza with legs, right? Disappears into a pizza. 3D style Pixar animation showing Jurgen Klopp left in the Champions League against Man United. And you get, I don't know what that is. Jurgen Klopp disappeared into something. Donald Trump dancing in the Nutcracker <laughs> and he's disappearing into something. And then I got heroin dark fantasy. Program. I actually stole this from a prompt they had recommended, but it's just like a weird thing going into something. They all went like awry. And so there is a lot of work to do in video. I will play around with Pika and I will come back with some good examples of this. But at the moment, there is like video tools are really here to miss. You saw the one I did with Heijin as well. I think Heijin's a good tool, but again, it's like still a little clunky. Okay, so your prediction, video is going to get a lot better because it has to. AI video is not where it needs to be. I'm going to restate that and see if you agree with that. I felt like in 2023, at the start of 2023, AI image generation was where AI video is now. Where it wasn't, it was kind of okay, but not really that great. And by the time we got to the end of 2023, mm, it's like, yeah. it's now really good. It's not maybe 100% of the way there, but it's really good. And I think you're saying that video is going to make kind of that similar kind of leap in 2024. Yeah, I think Runway and these tools, I think they are making that leap, but you still actually need video expertise to be able to do a lot of that stuff. It, it does democratize it and makes it much easier for people to do. But there's going to be some other video tools that marketers can just run in a no-code kind of way, like really easily create videos from. And I think we're going to continue to see an explosion of that in 2024. I think there's going to be more progress on the video side of things than there is like on the tech side of things in 2024. I think that's one of the places where I'm excited to see the development there. Okay. My next prediction is I want to do a little set of FANGO predictions. So that's FANG plus OpenAI uh, <laughs> companies. What's going to happen? This is my take. Microsoft's going to be the steady Eddie. They've got a good relationship with OpenAI. They're going to kind of ride that train and it's going to go pretty well. Apple is going to go from being kind of not really talked about in the AI race to being a player in the AI world by the end of next year. I think that Amazon is going to drastically boost up its AI presence in Amazon Web Services. That side of the business, I think, is going to get far more AI dominant and AI tools are going to get in the hands of way more developers, which I think is awesome. And we're going to get a great revolution of apps there. I think Meta has done some very cool stuff on the AI front, kind of, I won't say quietly, but they're not as talked about as frequently as OpenAI and Google. I think they come up to be a top player in the AI space, rivaling kind of Google and OpenAI. Google is the one I don't know about, Karen. Jim and I looks promising. They bait and switched us on those videos. Yeah, they really bait and switched the videos. It was so, so Which was silly. a real bummer. I am going to be an optimist and say that Google figures out AI search better than everyone else, but I think they're going to be a laggard in other parts of AI is kind of my take. I do think they're going to lead an AI search because they have the best data set and they're the experts there, right? Like that's what's going to happen. Open AI, I think they're going to be aggressive. 
they're going to try to ascend closer to the other FANG companies. And because of that, I think you're going to see them consider doing things outside of what they've currently been working on, which means more consumer-type products, mm-hmm. which I, I think you could consider. We've heard rumors about a phone. If they're doing a phone, it makes very logical sense that they could do a web browser. They could do some type of modern Excel based on code interpreter mm-hmm. that really makes yeah. like data analysis exceptionally interesting. They could work on potentially like a mail client or some reimagination of the email experience. Like those are the things that would really assert them to the top level to be more in line with those other really substantial tech leaders. What do you think? Right. Basically compete with building an AI first version of like Microsoft, a lot of their best in class products. Microsoft slash Apple, like a lot of the core consumer products that Microsoft and Apple has, like building an AI first version of them. One of the interesting things about Apple would be how do they become an AI player and do they actually build or buy? Because one of the predictions you could have is they swoop in and buy up an Entropic. Well, you're stepping on my next prediction, my friend. Someone buys Entropic? No, my next prediction is nobody buys nobody. Nobody's going to buy anybody because Adobe just- Invested by Google? Adobe just got the Figma deal killed. We're at the end uh, of 2023. Yeah, I, the acquisition of Figma couldn't get past regulatory approval, which means that all of next year, we're going to have the same administration and we're not going to see any big deals get done. I think it is a, uh, the safest prediction I feel like I can make in 2024 is that no major deals get done, especially in the AI space. Right. It's got too much attention from regulators. It's not going to happen. And, wow, I think there's a carry-on effect of that. That means the AI startup valuations are going to cool off a little bit. Because there's no exit. Because there's not going to be these big exits that are going to fund these VC investments. And so we're still going to see a lot of investment in AI companies, but I think the valuation is going to come down as some of the projections around what the actual exit opportunities for these businesses are. Yeah, the M&A thing is, I don't know, that has to sort itself out or it leaves the only two routes to liquidity events for companies, public markets or make money. I guess it would be like, Make money, but you don't have the path to go public. So it kind of is a lifestyle business because yeah, you don't exactly. have an exit. It's right? a cash flow business. <laughs> yeah, it's a cash flow business. And so uh, I really hope that gets sorted out. Like it's a weird thing where the UK, like I fully blame Darren here, <laughs> where the UK were the reason this did not go through. And actually it did not go through because it's based upon at some point in the future, Figma could have competed with Adobe. That actually should rule them out acquiring them. Not that they have no, they do not compete with them today. So I really hope that that, does get sorted out because it's silly that those deals can get held up. We're making a bunch of predictions today. The one I feel the most confident about is that no big deals deals get get done done next year, especially in the AI space. I agree with that. We'll be right back. But before, let me tell you about another podcast I love. Nudge, hosted by Phil Agnew, is brought to you by the HubSpot Podcast Network, the audio destination for business professionals. Ever noticed how the smallest changes can have the biggest impact. On Nudge, you learn simple evidence-backed tips to help you kick bad habits, get a raise, grow a business. Every bite-sized 20-minute show comes packed with practical advice. Nudge is fast-paced, but it's still insightful with real-world examples that you can apply. Oh, and it's the UK's fastest-growing business podcast. If you want an MBA's worth of insight one podcast, this is the right show for you. Entrepreneurs will love this show because it's filled with repeatable proven studies not hearsay and one-off success stories. You're going to love the show because I was interviewed by Phil. You can go check out my episode. 
And I recently listened to an awesome episode. It's called Six Scientifically Proven Persuasion Techniques. It's a must listen for anyone in marketing. Listen to Nudge wherever you get your podcasts. I have another one here in OpenAI. I think OpenAI killed the GPT store. Oh, you think it was a nice idea, but in practice, it's not going to be a thing. Oh, I like that. That's a really good one. It's like a PR launch. Like I've played around with it a bunch. I don't know if there's any kind of sticky use cases there. There's some like internal use cases that are cool. Like I really feel for this product to catch on and be something, there's a ton of work that OpenAI need to do. And I really wonder how committed they are to that store. Like it doesn't really fit into their business in any kind of meaningful way, I don't think. Like how do consumers build these kind of custom bots? Or maybe they kind of blow it into something. You can create custom versions of OpenAI and integrate them into your business much easier. But I don't know, like GP, their first store, the plugin store, didn't really go anywhere, didn't really have product market fit, didn't really have great use cases, had a couple of plugins that were cool. The GPT store is actually even maybe worse because there's no friction to create in GPTs. And so you have like thousands and thousands of like really bad GPTs. And I just think that there's no barrier to entry makes the store unusable, right? If you're creating an app, there's a barrier to like launching the app within the app store. There needs to be some friction and some quality bar to get the GPT into the app store and to make it usable. Or I just don't see how people are going to sort through the noise and actually get any use of it. Now that doesn't mean that the GPT functionality isn't going to be useful for creating internal bots that we all use. Like I could have a couple of internal bots that I use. It just means the store part won't be there, right? That I won't be able to upload to a store, monetize in a store. This is not the app store for OpenAI. I still don't think they figured out what that store is. Okay, I love that. So you're thinking OpenAI kills the GPT store. I have an interesting one, Karen. And I want to ask you a question on this prediction. Do you think the Apple Vision Pro will be the most interesting hardware device of 2024? I'm trying to think. I know you're trying to think what else could be there. So what's in the running? Yeah, I think of things that I know that are launching. The one that would be the most interesting to me is some beta version of the OpenAI phone. But I don't think the OpenAI phone can get to market next year. And if that's the case, I think my prediction is that the Apple Vision Pro will be the most interesting slash important hardware. I don't know if it will sell all the units Apple's making, but I think from technologists, we will think it's the most interesting piece of hardware, and it will probably get named by most of the publications like the technology innovation of the year. Agreed. I think it will be the the most talked about innovation of are the you, year. Are you getting one? No. I think I'm going to. What are you going to use it for? I just want to learn. I would get one if I could use it for virtual poker, where I could gamble. <laughs> v- virtual <laughs> poker. Yeah, sure, Kieran. Poker. I'll tell you, that would be a great use poker, case. Yeah. Sitting around we, a poker we, table we with your friends that. with some like virtual reality headset on. What are you going to use it for? Because you're, you're going to use it for gaming, work. What do you think you're going to use it for? Uh, one, I want to experience the FaceTime thing. Yeah. Because it just seems interesting. That does look good. Uh, maybe I'll get you one just so we can FaceTime each other in 3D. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, just do the podcast through the yeah, Apple just through the, through the Vision reality. Pro. I don't know. The, the answer is it might not use it for anything, because we don't know the infrastructure yet. We yeah. don't know what the software infrastructure is really going to be. What I know is Apple is really good at hardware. And it's going to be V1 hardware, which is going to be not awesome long term, but will give us the map as to where things will be probably like 24 months later. I think the reason to buy it is because I think it's the same as anything, right? The early adopters, you really want to see what the future looks like. I think this is probably going to be first version of something that becomes a 
large part of our lives. And so you want to be first within like trying to make sense of it. But I just need to know what I would use it for. Well, my piggyback prediction on that is 2024 is the year everybody realizes that being an early adopter is the way. Because everything's commoditizing and getting to competition so quickly now, you need every day, every week you can get. And it's forcing more and more people to be early adopters and to take more risks and spend time on things that are more speculative. And I think that's a good thing for society. It causes us to get out of ruts and innovate and do new things. But I think 2024 is going to be the year of early adoption. I could buy it and rewatch that Transformer movie. Because <laughs> <laughs> movie watching movies is like, the best use case for it, right? So I'm actually, that—that that is one thing I might, one reason I might buy it because I do love watching movies and um, that is one of the premier use cases of it. So that could yeah, convince me It seems me to like the it. movie watching experience is going to be amazing. And honestly, if it is a good virtual reality, like if it makes you feel more with a person, like if you actually feel more connected to that person, I have two brothers in Australia. See, so I'm, I would I'm be, selling you on it. You're considering I, I, it. If, if, that, if that is a good use case, yeah, I would actually buy them one each and then be able to be more connected to them in our calls. And so that would sell me on it, actually, if I could do that. Right. So, all right. So jury's out on Vision Pro. I'm probably pre-ordering. Kieran's considering it. Uh, if we do, we'll, we'll do a show uh, and everything there. All right. So I think the other thing that I really think will get more press around AI in 2024 is open source. Oh, like I've this. really been tracking the feeling towards open source. I think open source LLMs are getting really good. They're not as good as open AI. They're not as good as some of these closed models, but they don't need to be for specific use cases. I think more and more companies are realizing that the best path may be not one model, but many small models and these open source models where you can easily plug and play to do the use case you want to do and fine tune them to your needs. And there's a bunch of new companies coming out that helps other companies fine tune these open source models and use them within their companies. So I think we're going to see the satisfaction of like open source models, easily pick them, easily fine tune them, use them securely, safely within your business. And that's going to be a big part of how companies integrate AI into their workings. And 2024 is going to be a real evolution towards that and acceleration towards that. I actually agree with you on that. A part of why I think Meta is going to have a bigger role in the AI landscape. They've been very active in open source this year, and I think that's going to set them up for for good success next year. My question for you, prediction question is, what aspect of marketing is going to be most impacted by AI in 2024? Everything post lead capture. Ooh, tell me more. Tell me so more. So I think I think like chat, email personalization, outreach, all of that stuff. Like One thing you could argue is AI starts to make marketers question what personalized marketing is. Yes. Because we get so good at personalization that it actually becomes depersonalized. Because what is personalization if every brand does it and you understand, the consumer starts to understand this is the AI doing this for me. So it doesn't feel personal. Like it feels personal, but it's I understand that it's not personable. Now, I think you do understand that with marketing automation to some extent, but I still don't think most consumers do. Like when they get something personal, even when it's created in marketing automation, because it's not widespread, it still feels personal. Like I always go back to the example, I think Patrick Campbell does a really great job of this profit well. His emails, sometimes I have went to respond to them because I actually felt like he emailed me. And like, that's the feeling you get still from something that is truly personalized. It does like jump out. It feels it different. Does. What happens when every interaction <laughs> feels that way, right? Right. Then I start to go, well, I understand that this is part of what AI does. So it doesn't feel personal, even though it is personalized towards me. I have seen companies get much, much better through AI 
at the personalization of marketing when we capture some amount of data and then we can actually integrate external data and the AI can start to figure out how to create much more personalized marketing for that person, whether that's the email, the personal video, a personal webpage, it can construct them all on the fly. It does make me question like at the end of 2024, do we have to like really think through, well, what do we mean by personalization in an AI era? Okay. My prompt here was the part of marketing is going to get impacted the most by AI. I think it's going to be organic search and search engine optimization. You're going to say it's you're saying it's post lead capture. Yeah, because I don't think the uh, search gonna, gets accountable. Let me finish and you you, know, you can go. All right. I'm going to say that I agree that it, there's going to be the most positive impact post lead right. capture, and that 2024, if you're a marketer, is the year of conversion rate improvement. So post lead capture, I think AI and ad tech is going to get a lot better. Your conversion rate and your cost per conversion should get better. It might get harder to get more volume of traffic, contacts, leads, et cetera, in 2024. But it should be the year of the conversion rate improvement in 2024. Yeah, I think your point is we start to see the true cannibalization of search yes. in 2024 because Google are really now all in in Gemini. They have this whole paper on how to integrate AI into search, which is part of Gemini. And you can actually see the direction they're going. I do think we're now at the part where this is going to be an acceleration. Like Google are really, we have to make this work, rather whether we want to or not, Correct. we're all in. And so we're going to just have to accelerate through this. I think we're going to start to see that brands have been thinking this is going to happen, but I don't think many companies have seen the true impact of it, right? Like Stack Overflow, these kind of companies, they've seen it, right? Their traffic has been reduced by 50% because people go to AI versus going to like a Stack Overflow or one of these Q&A sites. But I don't think we've seen it in terms of the traffic we get from search engines. But I think to your point, 2024 is when I think we'll start to see it because it's just becoming much more of a learned behavior and Google are going to accelerate that. I totally agree. All right. I think that covers a lot of our predictions. I have one last prediction question for you. One last look back question. What was your favorite look back on 2023 moment of the pod? What was your favorite 2023 marketing against the grain moment? Uh, I think it was when the, I think it was the, uh, it's crazy that this was this year. I think it was like when OpenAI came out with the App Store. That was a fun episode. Like you and I were just jamming on WhatsApp. We jumped on the next day. It was like this moment in time where there were so many things launched in that dev day. And again, it felt like an Mm Apple-esque launch and demo day. And for us geeks and dorks, like that's super cool. Like new technology, totally new things. Like when you first got the iPhone and the OpenAI app store didn't become something, but it just opened up your eyes again to like what is possible. And one of the things that I see a lot with AI is you say something about AI and people are like, oh, it's not very good at that today. That's not the way to think about this. Correct. (laughs) You should not think about how good it is today. You should think about how good it is today and comparable to where it was 12 months ago and that the pace is going to accelerate, not decelerate, right? And so it's going to just continue to evolve at a more rapid pace. So that was my like one of my favorite moments. How about you? Okay, uh, I think the live inbound pod was certainly oh, done. That was probably uh, my highlight. Those, those two are definitely up there. Uh, honorable mention is the YouTube commenter that said that you jumped Tony the Tiger for your tiger. <laughs> That's one of my jumper. favorite comments about that. That is that my I killed favorite Tony the comment. Tiger from one of my cardigans. I, I ordered three more very outlandish sweaters <laughs> to be delivered over the next week. I'm going to keep my sweater game pretty high. All right, I'm, I'm that was excited. my favorite I'll, comment I'll of the bust, year. I'll have to bust out a couple fun, fun yeah, sweaters was, was as my well. Fa- that was my favorite uh, comment okay. of the year. My last question, where do we end up next year? Downloads, views, on marketing against the grain. What do you think we're at 
at the end of next year on a monthly basis? So we're in the range of two to two fifty. We have to be four to four fifty. I, I think we got to get to five hundred thousand monthly. I agree, we have to get there, but I will be happy if we fall in that range. And five hundred is my stretch. All right. So you, your min is four hundred. Your stretch is five hundred. Right. I'm going to take the five hundred. We're going to get there. The compounding effects start catching up with you once you get over two hundred episodes. Which, by the way, we are really close to. So two hundredth show coming in the new year. Nearly 200 episodes. If you have any ideas in. for show number 200, Nearly 200 drop, episodes drop a in. comment on the YouTube or hit us up on email or LinkedIn. Welcome your episode 200 uh, suggestions. We'll have a watch along party where 10 lucky listeners can join me and Kip to watch the Transformer movie. That I still times. can't remember. I'd have to go find the, the name of it. There was some sort of night. I think it was Rise of it. the Machines, if I'm correct. Rise of the Machines. And we can all watch it. Uh, we will not have the one Valium because that's probably illegal <laughs> and against the law. But uh, we, can just watch, we can just all watch it and then reminisce about what a great movie it is. What's your holiday plan, my friend? Um, I, I don't have a lot of plans, actually. So oh, nice. I have not mentioned it, actually, on the pod. But me and my partner are expecting our first child whoop, whoop. in next three or four weeks. Breaking news. And so my plan is to read some books on how to raise a human. <laughs> 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 I like, do not know how to do that, YouTube's kid. great for this. I really that, didn't man. know how it's to fun. do that. Yeah. I, I'm going to get ChatGPT to do it. John, who's our good friend, was like, well, ChatGPT is getting dumber. So you're going to be the, the average of all dumb parents. And I was like, it's probably better than where I am right now. To be all right. So Kieran's going to spend the holidays learning to be a parent. Yes. I'm going to hang out and ski and have a blast. Hang out with my partner. Sounds way more fun. And hang out with the fam and ha- have a good time. It's going to be a good time. All right. This is the last show of 2023. We will see everybody in 2024 on Marketing and Screen.